Hey, welcome to the podcast. A crazy thing happened over the weekend and you might understand why. You might even be able to give me some insight. So here is the deal. Most of my listeners are women and they are women with Hashimoto's. You feel tired, exhausted. You feel like you have so much to do and you never get it all done. You struggle with your energy levels. You struggle with your weight. You want to be healthier and you don't know where to begin. That's like in a nutshell who you are if you are my average listener. So, you know, thinking about all of that and thinking about your exhaustion and that you're wearing so many hats that you're doing all the things, I released an episode on Thursday and it was all about taking a rest and resetting. Now, there are a couple of things that can go into like the statistics for how many people listen and download the episode. But you know what the crazy thing is? My listens were down 17%. Isn't that crazy? Like my audience as a whole needs more rest. And yet what are we, you know, all of these hat women, hat wearing women um, resistant to? We're resistant to rest because we don't feel like we have time to rest. <laughs> it's crazy. So anyway, I'm going to be sharing with you today a little bit about how I incorporated a day of rest into my routine, how I did that when I was working full-time in the emergency department, when I was pregnant, when I had babies and little kids, and then eventually as a homeschool mom, and now with my weekends off. So I cover all of those things. Um, I hope that this gives you some ideas because clearly it is a topic that we are kind of resistant to. Um we feel like we don't have time to rest. I get it. I totally get it. So this is my journey. This is a blog post I wrote back um, many years ago, maybe five years ago, and I am converting it to for you today as a podcast episode so you can listen to it. But first, of course, let me welcome you to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This is where you find simple, sustainable strategies to regain your energy and create lasting wellness. All right, here is the blog post. My dad loves to work with his hands. A day outside working in the yard, it's re-energizing. Cutting down trees, hauling logs, bushwhacking weeds, he thinks it's peaceful. I, on the other hand, do not feel this way. On my dad's day off, before he became a pastor, he would want my sisters and I to join him on his Sunday day of, quote, rest. I would wield the fourth commandment as a shield and a weapon. I would say, no way. God said not to work on Sunday. And yes, side note, I do know that the original Sabbath was the seventh day, a Saturday, but for the purpose of today, I will be referencing this Sabbath as a consistent day in your week, not necessarily a specific day of the week, but consistent. So when I was in my teens, I started working at the local nursing home. Like most jobs in healthcare, weekends are required because the residents need to participate in life on Saturdays and Sundays just as well as the rest of the week. So I gave up my day of rest, which was Sunday. In college, I tried studying seven days straight and I found out that it was horrid. Who wants to study every day? Well, not me. I tried taking Sunday off, but I found out that I was so stressed out because usually I had relaxed a bit on Saturday instead of doing the procrastinator's rush of homework and prep for Monday classes. So there was a simple solution. I moved my day off to Saturday. I discovered I was much more efficient the rest of the week when I took one day away from my studies. The mental break was such a blessing. 
after college, I worked my tail off. I wanted to pay off my four-year private school loans as fast as I could. And as an RN, I still worked many weekends. I valued my days off, and I generally took the first day off after a stretch of work. That was my rest day. I was single, I didn't have any kids, and this totally worked. If I wanted to be off on a Tuesday, I could. It wouldn't interfere with anything. Although I didn't always get to incorporate the spiritual community into my day off, I still rested and I did it weekly. Later, I got married and we had babies and babies don't give you a day off. Babies are 24-7, 365 responsibility. My husband and I made sure that we were attending church and we worked opposite weekends. So one of us was always off on the weekend. We could go to church, but there was no rest in the day. It was just a regular day with an extra activity of church. Fast forward to three years ago, at least three years ago when I wrote this, I was working three 12-hour shifts in the emergency department every other weekend. I would get home from my Sunday shift late. I would try to sleep really fast because it was already several hours into Monday. Bleary-eyed, I would wake up and I would start the homeschool week. Monday through Friday, I was mom and teacher to four boys. And of course, as wife and mom, every day included cooking, cleaning, and laundry. But a huge shout out to my husband because he does just as much cooking, cleaning, and laundry as I do. We are a fantastic team. Nonetheless, I was tired. And this was even before I had Hashimoto's. Was I maybe developing it with my, you know, go, 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 go? Maybe. Especially with, you know, all the pregnancies? Quite possibly. Anyway, that, that year, many years ago in our homeschool journey, we were studying the beginning of history. To bring history to life, we observed some feasts and celebrations from the Old Testament, and one of those was the Sabbath. So the Sabbath was or is a day to keep holy. The Jews were told not to work on that day, not even during the harvest when there was time-sensitive work to be done. Every single week, they were to take a day off to rest and worship. This command was in the same list as do not murder and do not steal. What would your life be like if you placed the same priority on taking a day of rest as you did on keeping the other commandments like don't murder and don't steal? So for our school Sabbath celebration, we lit candles, we said Hebrew prayers and blessings, and we ate a special meal called cholent. I think I'm saying that right. Not sure. The ancient Jews prepared their Sabbath meal before the Sabbath began. That way, on the Sabbath, they didn't do anything that wasn't vital. Well, yeah, people and animals need to be fed and cared for, but like no laundry. And like I said, they prepared the meal before the Sabbath started. So I had a light bulb moment. I have a crock pot. Even better, I have a fridge full of leftovers. I decided that I was no longer cooking on Sundays. We could eat regular breakfast, which is find your own. And then after church, we would eat leftovers. Every week, my role was to pull the leftovers out of the fridge. But I declared I wasn't cooking or preparing anything. If the boys didn't like the leftovers, that was too bad. And that was what was for lunch. Also, I was really sick of throwing away leftovers after they had gone bad. So if all the leftovers were gone, the boys could make themselves a sandwich if they were still hungry. And supper would be another easy meal for this cook. Popcorn and hard-boiled eggs. This was normally consumed on a picnic blanket on the floor of our den while watching a movie. Is popcorn and hard-boiled eggs a full and balanced meal? No. Does it contain colorful fruits and veggies? No. Is it the most healthy meal of the week? Again, 
No. Will it hurt them? No. <laughs> Is there a lot of prep or cleanup? No. And do they look forward to this change from our daily routine? They do. Was it restful for me? Absolutely. So just deciding that I was taking a day off from cooking and meal, meal prep, it was a breath of fresh air. I felt relaxation start to enter my Sundays. And after that, it wasn't hard to institute mom's day off the rest of the day. The boys quickly learned that Sunday afternoon is for playing together or independently. Mom's not going to get involved. In fact, mom often, often takes a nap on the couch or can be found snuggled under a blanket reading a book. And it is beautiful. Three years later, when I wrote this, the Sabbath rest was still in place. And now that it has been, oh goodness, five, six, seven, it's been eight years since I originally wrote that, or since I originally instituted it, um, our Sabbath rest is still in place. We have changed our Sunday supper. Uh, sometimes it has a smoothie with it so that we do get some greens and some fruits, um, but it's always very simple. But now that I'm not working every, every weekend or every other weekend in the emergency department, our Sabbath and mom's day off is every week. But sometimes I think I have too much to do. So I add stuff to my day off, whether it's a bit of work or just laundry or, you know, regular stuff that sometimes I let it creep in. And when this first happened, I didn't notice. But what I did notice was that by Thursday, I was spending more time mindlessly scrolling through my screens. My productivity had faltered. I was having a harder time staying focused on work. It was too easy to shift into a cranky, short-tempered attitude. And then it hit me. The weeks when I did not guard my day off, I paid for it later. And not just me, but my husband and kids too. Because when mom's not happy, nobody's happy, right? So now I guard my day off. I don't schedule many activities on Sundays. Of course, we do an occasional get-together, special event. You know, a lot of graduation parties or birthday parties or weddings will happen on Sundays, but I try not to even let those special events get onto my schedule more than maybe once every few weeks. We still eat leftovers for lunch. We still have a simple supper. I nap, I read, the boys play. This unhurried day, the open schedule, simple meals, they're relaxing and restful. And we wake up on Monday ready for a better week. We get more done during that week and we do it with better attitudes than when we did not, I did not have a day of rest. Tim Keller wrote an article called The Power of Deep Rest, and this is what he says. There is a symbiotic relationship between work and rest. We get away from work in order to replenish our bodies and minds. Resting or practicing Sabbath is also a way to help us get perspective on our work and put it in our, its proper place. Often, we can't see our work properly until we get some distance from it and re-immerse ourselves in other activities. Then we see that there is more to life than work. With that perspective and rested bodies and minds, we return to do more and better work. And that was from, like I said, his article, The Power of Deep Rest. So is it your turn for implementing something like this? What thoughts are you having? Are you thinking it works for her, but it would never work for me? Well, I'm going to tell you, as a wife, mom to four, half homeschooler teacher, that means I am a homeschool teacher and a public school mom, it's business owner, church volunteer, school board member, I understand busy. And because I understand busy, I also understand the need for rest. Rest 
is the ultimate weapon for your health, your whole health, body, mind, and spirit. You need rest. So I challenge you to take a day off sometime this week. No work, not around the house, not checking email for your job, just no work. Don't get legalistic about it. That's not the point. The point is to rest. The point is to recharge, to fill your cup. And I'm not going to lie, the first few weeks that I took a day off, I felt guilty. I kept thinking of all the things that I could or should be doing because my brain knew the list of things that I had relegated to when I have time. So all of a sudden, I had time, except I didn't. I had intentionally blocked out that time for rest. So even though I had like a crazy desire to clean our bathrooms from top to bottom, I didn't. I didn't scrub the toilets on Sunday. So if you take a day of rest, let me know how it goes for you. Let me know in the comments below the blog post associated with this podcast episode. You can find it at healthwithhashimotos.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Hashimoto's thyroiditis can be overwhelming and frightening. Your body isn't working as expected and you get frustrated. You can be dealing with many different symptoms, including fatigue, anxiety, heart palpitations, depression, brain fog, and more. You might find yourself saying, I just want to feel like myself again, and I get it. I created the Hashimoto's 101 guide so that you can understand what Hashimoto's is, what it means for you, and how you can create a path to health. There is hope. You can find better health. Download this free guide at healthwithhashimoto's.com guide. Please help others find this show by rating and reviewing it in your podcast app or by sharing a screenshot of today's episode in your social media stories. Be sure to tag me on Instagram. You can find me at esthery.rn. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.